Welcome to Empower, the first real fire property platform on Cardano that combines emerging technology, sustainable building, and decentralized financial inclusion. My name is Blaine, and I'm the sustainability architect here at Empower. And on this podcast, we'll be sharing conversations based around Empower's three key principles of building, community, and impact. If you want to join our journey and help us build a better future with Empower, then make sure to subscribe and I hope you enjoy today's episode. Welcome back to the Empower podcast. My name is Blaine and today we are joined by Antonia Lorenz, the CEO and co-founder of The Wire Collective, the first real fire production network on Cardano that enables a new economic model for Africa that is sustainable, inclusive and cost efficient. Antonia, thank you for coming on the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. No worries. Uh, This is exciting because we're involved in the real fire kind of space and so are you guys and we're both building on Cardano. So it's yeah. an exciting time in general for kind of projects building on Cardano, but I've got a, obviously a, a soft spot for uh, for real fire. So it's, it's exciting seeing yeah. more people build in this space. Um, but to start us off, can you please maybe do a, a quick introduction on uh, who you are and what you do, please? Sure. Yeah. So like you already said, I'm a co-founder and CEO at Wire Collective. And yeah, I currently live in in Uganda and I'm building the operation on ground. Um, Yeah, I'm very passionate uh, about entrepreneurship and also about um, blockchain and how it can change the world or how it can build new, better structures um, in the world. Yeah, I really, um, I, I would say I came up with the first idea for Wire Collective about a year ago um, and back then it, it actually had nothing to do much to do with, with blockchain but um, more about um, yeah a better way to produce in, in Africa and, and really enabling um, better production here um, and, and growing economies here but yeah since then it's, it's really grown um, so much to a very big <laughs> mm. uh, idea yeah Awesome. So it's, it's interesting. The, the original idea was kind of outside of blockchain and then it kind of it found its way into the blockchain space, which is, I think we've got to see more and more of that kind of these, these yeah. entrepreneurial people ideas have mm-hmm. this an idea about changing the world, providing value, and then yeah. kind of them finding the blockchain space and just realizing, you know, this is probably a better infrastructure to, to build this idea upon. Um, okay. Why collective? Uh, what is the Y Collective. Um, exactly. So we're a real fire project um, on Cardano, and our goal is to build a new economy that is efficient, sustainable, and inclusive. So that is um, uh, quite a big vision, I would say. And how do we actually do this? Um, so we want to build um, like an operation system um, for this new economy on Cardano. Um, that basically enables local production for, for the, the for local markets. Um, so to basically um, structure value chains and supply chains um, in, in a better way. And if you look at um, value chains right now, it consists of um, brands or like intangible goods. So these um, brands usually have most of the power in in, in the in the economy. And then you have the producers, which 
really have the least power and then the retailers. Um, and our idea is really not to organize them better. And I mean, how maybe um, a couple of other, uh, yeah, I would say blockchain supply chain setups are doing it. Our idea is really to build it from the ground up um, because we think that that's the only way to actually have democratic um, and, and actually to actually build new democratic structures. Um, and we're really building these parts on ground in Africa um, as a DAO and in a, with decentralized ownership. Mm -hmm. And so what do we actually do? It's, um, we build a network of factories and store and brands. Um, and these brands um, function as like the, yeah, like a common good, which the factories and, and the stores can use. So these are the standards and the designs and all of these intangible goods. And then the, the, the factories and the, the stores, um, they're locally owned, but they have the stake in the system. Um, and yeah, we really build it, want to build it in a way that um, it's one whole um, economy and everyone has a stake. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, we think that, I mean, we say we build it in Africa and, and to scale it across the world because, um, I mean, you wouldn't probably have a lot of success building a whole new economy in, in, <laughs> in, in the developed country. But here in Africa, it's actually um, the case that you have uh, you have a lot of imported products which don't really fulfill the need of, of the people. So you have still a market which is not served enough. Um, mm. And on the other side, you almost have no production. I mean, you have very little manufacturing. And also, I mean, most most people are unemployed or they're just uh, have like an informal small business but um, there's really I mean with the huge um, growth in, in, in also the population there's going to be a massive workforce which needs to be employed which wants to be employed and also a growing number of people which want to buy great products so here we actually have the chance to build this new economy from the ground uh, with these better structures um, and then eventually scale it um, all over the world. Interesting. So it's a pretty big idea, um, mm -hmm. building a new economy. Like that's no easy feat. But for the existing economy and the problems that exist there, can you maybe kind of identify a, a couple of the main problems that exist in the current kind of supply chain and the economy mm -hmm. um, that you're targeting and, and trying to um, solve through Wire Collective? Yeah, absolutely. So. I mean, the, the three main problems um, or categories. So this is also what it's also called like the triple bottom line mm -hmm. um, in, in terms of efficiency. So economic efficiency, sustainability and um, inclusivity or fairness. Um, so these are the problems in all of these three areas. So first of all, um, I mean, global value chains are not sustainable. They're almost only optimized um, according pro to profits, uh, which when, then leads to um, very bad things in terms of sustainability. Like for example, shipping um, is not expensive um, in terms of, of cost, um, but it's actually very expensive in terms of, um, in terms of global emissions. So I think I read a study where which said that 17% of all global emissions is just from commercial shipping. <laughs> um, that's, that's pretty crazy. And, and 
yeah, I mean, you of course econo economies of scale um, and and very cheap labor, for example, using that um, is economically um, in the short term very profitable, but um, in in the long term is actually not um, not good for 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 anyone at all. And the current the current economy just doesn't account for that. Um, then also it's it's just not efficient. I mean, um, yeah, I also read uh, something that the so the global demand is is really growing at a very high rate uh, at the moment. So I mean the there's still especially in these um, developing countries there's more and more people that want to live like like developed uh, Western countries and. Um, yeah, there is also studies that the current infrastructures they can't like they can't um, enable the mm. this growing demand that we have. So um, shipping all of that around, <laughs> it's not going to work. It's going to be impossible because you can't um, grow the infrastructure. So one example for that is um, the Suez Canal, for example. I think there's now. It's now going to be made a couple of hundred feet bigger. Um, but if you would um, want to to grow all of the infrastructure ways um, according to the growing demand, it will cost so so much. So it's it, it just doesn't make uh, it's just not efficient. So having an economy that is more localized, um, and I don't mean, I mean what we're also trying to 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 do is something we call the optimal degree of of um, decentralization, mm -hmm. which takes in account um, sustainability, efficiency, and then also inclusivity. So the who has the power, um, and yeah, inclusivity is the is the third problem. So um, I mean, the current value chains have really huge power imbalances. Um, as I said, brands. If if you look at the fashion industry, someone like H and M or Zara, they have all of the power, and they can exploit the the producers um in whatever they, way they want uh, because they're uh yeah hmm. they don't have have uh, enough power and a democratic a democratic system where everyone has a stake in it would would really change that um, hmm. and of course um, these centralized centralized power really also makes um makes up for bad decision making uh, for everyone because of course everyone <laughs> every company has their own intentions which are not necessarily the intentions for for, for everyone or even for a better economy yeah yeah so the problems seem to be systemic they're kind of like ingrained into the deeply rooted into the infrastructure of how we do things um so you mentioned yeah. the concept triple bottom line which is like interesting because uh i hear more and more businesses talking about it so whether that's you know optimizing not just for profit but optimizing for profit uh, sustainability uh, social impact all these different things uh, which in theory is possible um, you know there is a way to operate a business where you can balance those three things um, and yeah. balancing those things three things is important in terms of providing impact and value over a sustained period of time if you optimize just for one yeah. thing that will result in like inefficiencies elsewhere which would just lead to that business kind of collapsing at some point in time yeah um but the thing is if you're kind of completely designing it a way a business is operating and kind of creating a new economy you really need to build it from the ground up like what you were saying before 
And that requires yeah. a completely new infrastructure. And that's where blockchain comes in. Um, there's, mm -hmm. I think one issue that I see at the moment is we identify all these problems in the world and then we try and build solutions on top of like a compromised or corrupt foundation. And that's just kind of doomed to kind of fail at some point, um, in my opinion. Whereas I think what excites me at the moment is with blockchain solutions, we're, we're not building on top of a compromised foundation. We're, we're building a completely new foundation and then building things on top of that. So, yeah, sorry about the, the rant, but it just is, is such an exciting time for me because this is like real real change that we are we're starting to see and will continue to see over the next few years um yeah. speaking of over the next few years and like uh, i guess progress and making improvements what does your roadmap look like for why collective i mean um maybe in the short term first and then maybe touch on some kind of like end goals into the future mm-hmm uh, yeah, I mean, I love what you what you just said that that really the power is in in building completely new structures from the ground, and like blockchain can can enable that. And what I also really love about it is that um, we can use these developing countries, which everyone is not really or the developed world is not really paying attention to uh, um, in, in in that way, but we can actually build these new. Um, better structures there, which which can then be the, the status quo for for the rest of the world. So that that also really excites me. Um, and yeah, in terms of our roadmap, so we just uh, got um, the Catalyst Fund Six funding. So that's um, something that we're extremely happy about, and which can really which really enables us to do these things um, that we plan to do in the next couple of months. So this year, we're really focusing on publishing um, a white paper. Uh, we had published one before, but our model uh, quite changed. So we're doing um, a new one, um, which really drills down on, on these fundamental, fundamental things that we want to um, implement in, in this new economy. Um, we're also going to publish a special small um, NFT collection. So you can be excited for that. <laughs> And then, uh, yeah, we we're really planning for the first quarter of, of 2022, um, where we're going to build the first factory here in Uganda and the first brand. Um, and we're really going to design, uh, because we start in the fashion industry, so um, we're going to supply, yeah, produce fashion here in Uganda and sell it to, to people in Uganda. Um, yeah, we're already implementing and, and coming up with the first brand, the first factory, um, developing the standards for that um and yeah in the first quarter um, our ISPO also will launch um and another a little bit bigger community nft collection um so i think that is also something really exciting and then yeah so the rest of this year uh, is really getting this first local ecosystem in uganda rolling so um really um yeah, get the factory and the brand and then also build um, the first store so that this economy here can really start and we can can develop these standards. Um, we also want to implement um, an MVP of, of, of the um, technical side. So one thing that I think actually haven't really talked about is um, one way that we're going to use Cardano and blockchain is, is for the funding of this whole economy. Um, so of course, 
building new factories and all of that um, in, in a new way um, requires a lot of funding. And uh, we aim to yeah, have um, a governance token and, and a stable coin and people can basically stake their, their token in, in a liquidity pool, which can then finance um, the factories and the operations on, on ground and in return, they will get um, a, a return. And that's something that we also really want to implement um, in 2022 so that that is actually possible and with the standards um, and and things that we've built uh, in on ground in Uganda we can yeah then uh, give these standards away and 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 enable other people uh, to to build the same in in other places hmm. um, so that's really 2022 um, yeah then I would say in a more long-term future um, we start out in Uganda in the fashion industry, um, but we really have the vision that, um, yeah, there can be um, hundreds of, of factories, um, thousands of stores, um, and, and millions of people employed in the wire collective fashion industry in, in Africa. Um, that would be kind of the first, the next step to really scale this industry with this model all over Africa. Um, the next step would be scale across different industries. So the fashion industry is, is one thing. It's a great thing to start because you have, it's very labor intensive and it really fits into what is on ground already. Um, but there's so many other industries uh, which, which can be taken up by this. Um, yeah, so that would be the next step. And then the further step would be to, to scale this also outside of Africa um, and, and probably already like starting first with other developing um, countries, maybe um, South America or also some Asian countries. Um, and then eventually that is the very long-term view. Uh, yeah, really, really scale all over the world and even in, um, in developed countries. Yeah. Interesting. So, um... Sim there's some similarities there with Empower in terms of you're saying how people can stake your token into a liquidity mm -hmm. pool and then that would be then used to fund, I guess, the operations of the factory or any other work that you guys are doing. But then the stakers yeah. can also get a, a benefit as well. So there's like this um, symbiotic relationship where both parties can benefit. And so that's something, you know, similar to what we're doing with our impact cards with them funding mm -hmm. homes and then people getting like uh, compensated as well through that. Yeah. Um, one quick question before we, I guess, start wrapping it up. Um, so you mentioned that one of your first things is building um, a fashion brand in Uganda first. Would that brand be like a wire collective thing or would that be like an independent brand that partners with wire collective? How does kind of that work? Um, it would be a new brand that we also come up with. Um, mm -hmm. So the brand is actually one really interesting and very important thing in the whole network because that's what it all starts with. Um, I mean, one example, one a perfect example of this is really, for example, Coca-Cola. I mean, Coca-Cola um, is in almost every country in the world um, and they actually produce locally but what enables all of this this whole economy around it um is the brand 
And yeah, so that's where we, we think that it's actually going to be really important. Um, we come up with the first brand here, um, which really targets um, yeah, younger, um, middle class, lower middle class, um, um, African consumers, which are living in cities, which are not well served by the generic uh, or secondhand clothing that's coming from outside that really takes up local trends. And yeah, so the idea is that um, all of these brands are independent, but they, so Wire Collective would also be like a house of brands in a way. Um, and the interesting thing is that we can come up or the DAO can uh, come up with, with new brands, but then also other people can come up with new brands that they can implement according to the brand standards. And so for example, if, I mean, we have this first brand now and it's more into casual things. Um, and maybe someone in Nigeria says, hey, that's cool. But here I see a huge gap in, I don't know, uh, evening dresses. And then they can create a brand for evening dresses, which um, has the same standards, which the factories can use and, and the, the stores can also use. Um, and then maybe someone in, uh, in Ghana will say, oh, actually, this brand for evening dresses will also work out very well here. Um, so that's why, that's why we, we say it's going to be really an operating system for a new economy because everyone can, can contribute. Yeah, but these brands for the branding itself is independent of, of the wire collective branding. Okay, nice. And uh, I imagine a few people that are listening to this would be, I guess, interested in what you guys are doing. Uh, so for those people, how can they connect with Wire Collective and, um, I guess, support what you guys do and just join the community? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, one thing about that, we really want a lot of people to to support and to bring in their ideas as well and, and their knowledge. Um, so our, yeah, we really think that... Um, we can learn so much together and and this is not something that we build from the top down so we already want to implement this learning from all parts of the system um, already so we're really happy for any ideas um basically and um you can really connect in, on twitter first of all that would probably be the first channel um telegram uh, we also have a discord so these were the would be the first channels and we also like to have um a lot of conversations. So for example, we have um, a breakout room in the after town hall uh, of the Catalyst town hall meetings. And uh, yeah, just pass by and, and have a conversation. Um, we, we really like that. And then of course, in the yeah course of the next few months, um, I mean, you can definitely support by, by staking once, they're on, once our ICO is launching um, and also perhaps buy some NFTs, um, which are going to be really exciting and really cool. <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay, cool. So we'll um, share all these links in the comments. I mean, not the comments, the description. I'm such a noob. Um, and yeah, people can connect with you guys <laughs> and keep up to date with all the latest news. Um, before we close, though, is there anything that you wanted to uh, touch on before we um, wrap it up or have we covered most things? Mm. Actually, I think we got to cover most things. <laughs> yeah. Which yeah. Is, which is cool. 
Well, I think maybe in the future, once, um, you know, there's some more new things happening in your roadmap, we can get you on again and have another conversation. But yeah. until then, all the listeners out there, uh, make sure to connect with Wire Collective um, in the links below. And I hope everyone enjoyed the episode and we'll see you in the next one.